Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. I am Kevin Pape. And I am Daniel. And that's all we got for me? That's all I I'm got. Gonna, I'm going to trip you up on that every, every time. Every time. He has no last name. He is off the record. I'm fucking Daniel Stonewall Daniels he's, here. He's been, <laughs> he's been running for a good few years from the IRS, yeah. his, his family... Uh, jilted lover wives, wives. I'm, I'm sure at this wives. point, yes, cuckold wives. He's <laughs> <laughs> that's a, and that's how we begin it. Okay, so this, my dear listeners, is episode 21. That's right, the safe room is old enough to drink. And we're so buy s- a beer. <laughs> so light up a beer if you got one. We're coming to a town near here, so buy it a beer. Why don't you, why don't you take a shot of? <laughs> I don't know what people drink to take shots of um, rubbing alcohol. Well, it hasn't tried anything yet. Maybe a 7 and a 7, maybe an Appletini. Uh, oh, so it's for the save room? Like, for, yeah. So what was the save room's first drink? Yeah. I would. I, I recommend uh, some Old English. Old English? If you will. Pretty cheap. Can get it from any uh, gas station underneath an overpass. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, so funny story. There was like a yeah. corner store. I don't even remember the name of it. It was just called Corner Store. That's how they had it. Like Jesus on the Christ. Side. It wasn't even a neon sign. I think Skeevy it was like, drug shop. Yeah. And I went in there one time fresh yeah. out of uh, my freshman year at UF, and um, I was 19, and I went in with my student ID, not even a, like an actual like state-issued <laughs> ID, and I went mm-hmm. up to the guy, I was like, hey, can I get two OEs? Well, I had it in my hand, I was like, can I get these? And he's like, oh, I'm a CRD, and I'm like, oh, like, I'm in from out of town, like, you know, I left my stuff, like, you know, in my dorm, whatever, but um, I have this, and I'm like... It was just my state idea. I looked like a baby. I had long ass hair. I had the stupid eyebrow. Like, but like, the, I was staying there. I had a, like I had a full beard and I had short hair. It looked a bit different, but you could tell it was obviously me. And I was like, "This is all I've got." He's like, "I don't know, man." I'm like, "Ryan, I'm 21. Like, I go to UF. Like, I'm just in from out of town." He's like, "All right, I shouldn't be doing this because it's not actually an idea, but I'll do it for you, man." And I walked out, age of 19, with two OEs. Oh my god, that's 40 ounces a hand. Bro. It was great. Jesus Christ. Like, so you basically walked in there yeah. with, like, a crayon drawing of yourself, yep. and it said, age 21, and <laughs> two was backwards. It didn't say shit on it. Like, oh, it didn't say anything? It didn't say age. It, no, it said, it said like, trust It me. said my name, and then yeah. it said my student ID number at oh. University of Florida, and that was it. Well, that's, I'm glad that that was your experience with uh, getting away with some old English. Really, though? What was my first drink? Well, first of all, I wasn't 21 when I had my first fucking drink. Yeah, I think my first drink was probably, like... A Mike's Hard Lemonade or Smirnoff Ice. It might have been a Smirny. Yeah. It might have been a Smirny for me, too. You know, kids have it easy mm-hmm. these days. What do you mean? They don't have to drink Smirnoff They're ice. not drinking Smirnies? <laughs> no, they're drinking like Four Locos or... What the fuck? No, man. You got to go through that, that terrible, terrible, sweet, cold beverage that gets you... Mildly tipsy, but mostly just mostly queasy. sick. I got mostly so sick. sick from all the too sugar. much sugar in your body. Oh my god, dude, for sure. It's the worst. So uh, today's episode of the Save Room is sponsored by Smirnoff Ice. Uh, n- you'll never have a sweeter vomit session <laughs> in your life. So we we've been away from the action. We've been away from the old microphone for a couple weeks now because we've actually are in the process of moving from good old sunny Orlando, Florida where uh, old people go to die mm-hmm. and young people go to start their terrible careers uh, in hospitality. Really, though? That's all this state's <laughs> That's about. all we got. Yeah, and one of the parks. Take your fucking pick. There's no in-between. Do you want There's a wet no one or a dry one? Do you want coasters or without? Exactly. Um, so we're going to Seattle. We got a week. Where it rains 90% of the time, and apparently that is the mm. nation's capital for suicide. Oh, yeah, because it's so rainy. People, yeah. people see, oh, it's so wet out. It's all wet. <laughs> I'm so I'm, I'm fucking vitamin D deficient. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm a wraith. <laughs> I 
I don't. It's where they raise like dementors. I'm. I'm uh, this is one of those moments where I'm like, be careful, because like you don't want to make a joke about suicide. No, like, I. That's where you don't want to skirt. I mean, I'm like. You just wanted to point that out. I'm like, fuck. How do I riff on this dude? You, you just shouldn't. You dropping shouldn't. suicide on me. That's that's like fuck. That's like a dude that walks into a party like, yep, Grammy just died, and you're like, oh, fuck. I used to have a joke for that though. Really? I, I would look him in the eyes and be like, who did it? Every time. <laughs> I was fucked up when I was younger. Yeah, I think we all were. Yeah. We've definitely, like, rounded out our edges. We... Mm. Yeah. Not edgy at all anymore. That's we're, just, that, we're PC that, circles. pudgy. We're not... <laughs> we just got pudgy is what he's trying to say. <laughs> we were 19, we were fucking lithe and listened to fucking hardcore music. Yeah. Kids yeah. like us, bruh. Kids <laughs> like us. <laughs> it's a little bit more for yeah. me, like, Have Heart, Wilhelm Scream, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Boston stuff. Look at that. He just tried the pitchfork on me. You should see it. He was just like, oh, really? Mm, I bet you never even listened to a vinyl. <laughs> no, man. I got an 8-track. Fuck. That's even better. <laughs> got a whole box of 8-tracks. So we've been away from the the, the the scene for a little while. We apologize for that. I think we're going to try to be a little more consistent because, one, I'm unemployed, so it's a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little easier to have some, some podcasting time and masturbation time and Two, sitting around lonely time. We're not going to have cars, so we're going to be stuck in our townhouse Correct. all the time. So we're going to have nothing to do except record. We have nothing to do except become content creators. Yeah. Is that what happens? Is that how you become a YouTube superstar? You just fucking... Uh, yeah, you're a homebody and that's all you do. nothing going on and you're just like, Fuck. Some, people, somebody needs to cry during Outlast. A lot of be people that guy. I find who are doing it, like they live at home or they yeah. you know live in a place where they can just support themselves by doing that or like quit their jobs and do it. Like I know a lot right. of people quit their jobs to like take on streaming. And I know streamers tell you creating. not to do that. I wouldn't. Like even if you get like a partnership with Twitch, whatever yeah. the fuck that means. Well, you never know you're going to get dropped. Uh, yeah, or sure. how consistent There's it is. that. You never know if that's a that's not really a consistent flow of money. Yeah. Um, you you could be a League of Legends streamer one day and say, you know what, guys? I think I have a big enough following. I'm going to start playing games like Prey. And they're like, ha, fuck you, nerd. Or I'm going to play games like Prey and say the N-word. And then get dropped. That's another thing. Isn't that the isn't that the dream? I read an article <laughs> like that where it's like uh, a YouTuber lives a dream where he becomes he finally gets paid finally gets paid to play video games for a living and then ruins it all by being racist. <laughs> One stupid fucking word. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's been a lot of things going on. We're gonna get into that. I think that might be like our our topic ish. Yeah. We're just gonna uh, the news brew. The news brew. We're calling what? Save Room Saves the World? Save Room Saves the World. There's a lot of issues going on in gaming, evidently, because really? apparently it can't just be about the games. And it's really about the community and, uh, and uh, the um, the culture that has erupted around it. So we we need to put our two cents into it, or our two bitcoins, if okay. you will. And we're going to get there. But I do have some um, some tasty little news nuggets here that I wanted to read into your eyes, if I could. Uh, and by the way, today's episode is sponsored by a uh, Jay Wiseman's Erotic Bondage Handbook. Uh, apparently, it was gifted to Daniel. I'm looking at it right now. This is one of the things that he's unearthed from his uh, tomb. A <laughs> treasure trove. His treasure trove. Belongings. I, if, you, if you're kind of wondering what the process of moving with Daniel's like, <laughs> if, you, if you remember the ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark where they hid the Ark of the Covenant, that whole warehouse, yeah. that's essentially his, that's his closet. <laughs> yep. Like and you go in and any any one of them could be filled with a million copies of Jay Wiseman's Rock Bond. Everything I pull out is like yeah, is more interesting than the last. What is this book? I didn't even <laughs> see this one. There's another one. It's on the table next to it. This one is Screw the Roses, Send Me the Thorns, The Romance and Sexual Sorcery of Sadomasochism by Philip Miller and Molly Devon. 
It was like co-partnership on that, Jesus right? Jesus yeah. Christ. And they all... oh Goes into the history so, a little so, bit. So, so Jay Wiseman went with um, tasteful il- illustrations of people's mm-hmm. naughty bit. This one has like... Crude rope drawings Like ni- 1980s, 1980s uh, photography okay. of, a lot women of back A lot then. of not instructions. Oh, wow. So there's some stuff going There's on some dungeon play right there. Uh, there's a little dungeon play going on here between two women, I would believe. Okay. I would believe that's what it is. Uh, there's some nudity here. She is wearing... What the fuck is that on her face? She looks like the a clicker from The Last of Us. Oh my God, guys! I wish this wasn't a podcast. I want to show you, I want to show you the terror that Daniel's on an art. Okay, so we're gonna get to video games. Um, <laughs> this took a, a bondage detour, oh as too God. many of our episodes. I'm sorry are. that I roped you into this conversation. Look what you did! I did. Look what you did. <laughs> Uh, we're learning a lot. Do you want me, so do you want me to keep these or donate them? Keep them, donate them. I can keep one, get rid of the other. What did you say? It's like trying to get rid of a battery. There's no safe way. <laughs> There's to... no safe way to get rid of like bondage books. Not at all. Like I can't just walk into a Goodwill and give these to people. Basically, when this is gifted to you, you're stuck with it. Yeah. So we're looking at an illustration of a man who's um, he looks tied, very tied down to his bed through yeah. his upper waist, and he has his uh, knees tied together as it well like as his ankles. Neck harness made out of rope to the his flopper the is erect, yeah. but it is kind of flopping to the side. Oh, He's, he's uncircumcised. That's so he's kind of... Little that, details. Is that what you got out of And there are clothespins on the table. There Look are clothespins. Little pins. details here. Um, so he is an Adonis, yeah. if you're wondering. <laughs> he's an Adonis. Like, he is perfectly sculpted. He's got an 18 and, pack. And he looks very um, placid. Like, even serene uh, by this experience. So if, if you guys were wondering, uh, apparently erotic bondage is serene. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Jay Wiseman, for your sponsorship this episode. Well, we're going to try to get to video games <laughs> and get out of the plunges of bondage. If you want to listen to uh, uh, All Tied Up with Daniel and Kevin, that's our, <laughs> that's our bondage cast. <laughs> it's an after-hours cast that we do once a month. Yeah, after-dark one. Dude, yeah. we should do that. Uh, All Tied Up? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we should, man. When we get big enough to have multiple shows. And we, like our news drop can be like, this was the rope burn. <laughs> <laughs> This is off to a great start. It's great. This is why. Save, save room term 21, guys. Anyway. <laughs> Video games. Number one I got on the list for you, Daniel. Let me steer the ship back. Okay, <laughs> okay. Number one. After some initial leakage, IGN was the first to reveal the existence of Darksiders 3, a new entry into the action-adventure series centered on the four horsemen and their battle against the premature apocalypse sweeping the Earth. <clears throat> you don't know anything about Dark Knight? No, I, I do. Seem good. Okay. I do. The unfortunately named THQ Nordic has tasked Gunfire Games to take over the development reins from Vigil Games. A lot of name dropping going on right. there. Uh, whereas Darksiders 1 and 2 featured Horsemen War and Death as protagonists, the third game sees their temperamental sister, Fury, at the helm of the sequel. The story pits the whip-wielding wonder against the embodiment of the seven deadly sins. Darksiders 3 is slated for PC, PS4, Xbox One sometime in 2018. That's neat. I remember Alana mm. Pierce. I think she was supposed to like do the initial drop on this, and it got leaked before she it could did do get it. leaked. <laughs> it did get leaked. Okay. Um, so I have some thoughts on this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't played um, Darksiders. I don't really have much input there. I've seen like my roommates play it in the past, and it looks cool. And people tell me it's like a good mix of it's like almost like Zelda in the way it plays. It is kind of actually um, in terms of the puzzles and, and stuff like that. Part two especially has that Zelda flavor to it, but it's it's, it's the, so the best way I can describe Darksiders is God of War mixed with Zelda. Hmm. So this is kind of that God. I like both those mythological like fit with and then the action of God of War with some of the Zeldas. Um, 
I guess platforming and some mild puzzle solving. Okay. Not 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 a uh, super head scratchers, you know, because okay. I think it's action first basically. But it was good. Uh, part one, I was like, this is fine. It's a fine experience. War is a really boring protagonist. Yeah. Part two knocked it out of the goddamn park. Who's the protagonist for that? Death. Death. And Death was played by that really gravelly voice motherfucker, the bad guy from The Crow. You know Not what I'm sure. talking about? How could you be alive? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't remember his name. But you yeah, don't remember, uh, no, I remember, remember the crow. His name. Nobody remembers his name. But he was great. Yeah. He fucking knocked it out of the park with that role. And uh, that game was really fun. Really fun. You can okay. actually pick up both right now for like twenty bucks. Okay. Uh, remastered editions on PS4 and Xbox One. I didn't because I was like, man, it would be fun to play this again. And then I was like, there's a thousand other games that I played exactly. that aren't fucking five years old. So whatever. Part three is weird because it's not the same dev. Okay. Not even the same publisher. It's that weird fucking publisher that decided to take on the name THQ even though THQ folded oh sure yeah there's no THQ anymore dude no I knew that and they were the fucking joke of the industry for the longest time because they would make anything yeah they would make they would be like oh, we, we want to make a game about a pet rock and they're like alright we'll get our go. teams on it triple A they made a lot of wrestling games yes they did <laughs> A lot of not WWE wrestling games. Well, uh, they had WCW versus Nitro, which was a cool one. Mm-hmm. And then I had other ones outside of that. Oh, that was back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Um, I think THQ was one of those companies a lot like Atari, where it was like mm-hmm. management and staffing changed like a bunch of times okay. in between their inception and their ultimate downfall. And But it wasn't really like... You're not Atari, you know? Mm-hmm. Like when Atari like published like one of the fucking driver games, I think it was. It was like, that's not... The Atari that was from the fucking 70s. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Doesn't make sense. Um, Dark Side 3, I saw the trailer. The one thing I got to say about Fury, um, she looks like Todd McFarlane's version of what a badass woman looks like circa okay. 1994. So she literally looks like something out of a Spawn comic. And I'm not really You're totally not about it? that. Okay. No, I'm not digging on it. She has this, this stupid gigantic hair that's like whipping around and shit. She looks like fucking Sindel from Mortal Kombat 3. No shit. Like, I'm not, I always hated that. I was like, what's with big yeah. hair, man? Like big hair? No, nah, dog. No. Nah. Uh, um, they, sh- they showed like a little trailer. It was all CG, so I don't okay. know if they have much to show. I think there was a gameplay demonstration, but whatever. This one, I'm, so it's not because you're not against female protagonists. It's just that you don't. No, we'll solve that issue later when Save from Saves the World. Uh, I know that's. I know the the SJWs took over Darksiders, obviously. Like they took over everything. Okay. Absolutely everything, and that's a. It's a shame. <laughs> it's a damn shame, Daniel. Well, you were squinting at your phone so hard. I'm just looking at concept art of here. So this is about what I would imagine she would look like. Yeah. Something out a, of like a. No, that's not even what she looks like. Really? That's Darksiders two. Look up. Look up the three, part three one, because she has like g- giant red hair. She's got a real weird look. Yeah, there you go. Okay. There you go. She's got a whip around her. She's like a Belmont. <laughs> She's <laughs> got bats flying around her. Whipping okay. around. Whatever. It's so, the problem is it's just too video game for my taste. Like it's just too, video. like it's only something that a video game could like produce. And pull off. Yeah. Okay. And, and pull off? I don't know. I think circa, like, fucking mid-PS3, that might have worked. Yeah. And I think there might have been, been too much of a gap between Darksiders 2 and 3 for the public to really maintain that boner for that series, because it, it was always on the fringe. Yeah, they, we haven't had one this console generation, right? They kind of no. ended on 360 Only Only the remasters. Okay. The Deathfinitive Edition. I remember that, yeah. The yeah. War Mastered <laughs> Yeah, THQ Nordic so far, not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. So that's that. There's not much more to that. But there okay. is something to this, and apparently you have an amendment to this one. Do I? Yeah, you do. Okay? Later. You do. 
Number two on the list annual is Nintendo has released sales figures for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in the US. And it would seem the game is pulling ahead in the race to sell Mario Kart 8. Should have really blue shelled that one. Uh, Nintendo says the former Wii U racer sold 459,000 copies physically and digitally at launch. Wow. That makes the Switch version of the game the fastest selling Mario Kart of all time, usurping the previous record holder, Mario Kart Wii. Mario Kart Wii. Mario Kart Wii. <laughs> Nintendo points out the uh, game has a 45% attach rate, meaning one in two Switch owners decided to lick that cartridge on day one. Hmm. But your addition to that was it well, passed yeah, a million. By the end of the first week, um, they had sold a million. It hit a million. Yeah, we played it actually. We did. It was fun. It was fun as shit. Um, I was talking about really wanting to pick it up. You weren't too sure. You're like, I don't know. I don't know that no. I really want to get down on like a first party. Well, I, I I haven't like, gotten down on Mario Kart, Mario Kart years game. and years and years. To be honest with you, that's uh, like Double Dash. Oh, Double Dash was so good. Exactly, but I just I don't know. I wasn't really. The, the only time the I've ever played Mario Kart 8 um, was, like, at random barcades, like, on, like, you know, the Wii U tablet, and I didn't have yeah, too much fun with it, but no. it was cool. Like, Dave brought it over. We set it up on your TV. We all had our own controllers. We did. It was really fun. And we it played was battle neat. mode. We did, which they brought back. Apparently, it wasn't in the original version that was on the Wii U. Or there was an edition, but it sucked. Mm -hmm. They made the changes that needed to be, be made, is what I read. Yeah. Could be wrong. Could be fake news. It's okay. Um, it was fun. I actually want to pick it up now because it's so too. fun. Because I need another game for the the Switch, man. Yeah, we both fell off with our Switches pretty hard. Real hard. Just kind of collecting dust. Which I'm surprised that you fell off uh, because you uh, liked that Zelda so much. I did, but then I, I got stuck <laughs> in like this northwestern mountain region. And it was like very homogenized and a lot of the same, and I kind of got bored with it. And then like I, I could have went to the fourth area where uh, mm -hmm. the Divine Beast is in the Drudo Valley, and I just didn't. Right. I think what happened was I started playing. Um, like comp season four for Overwatch, <laughs> and then I just kind of was like, "Well, it's all we've been doing." When I would pick up um, the game, it would be like on the go, and my battery would die, and like it would be such short spurts that I wouldn't really be able to like get in anything. So I do a shrine, put it down, and that was it. I was the same way. Like I even when I was uh, was traveling, and I you know would throw on Zelda because mm -hmm. uh, I've been limiting myself to just like uh, I'm not gonna take the PS4 anymore and yeah. take the Switch because it's just easier. But I'm just like, oh shit, I'm stuck in this uh, this shrine. Yeah. I guess I'll read my phone for a while. <laughs> really? <laughs> that, 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 that's all that would happen, you know? And I don't want to be that guy who's like, let me look up the solution. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't... There are no I'm solutions fine. that I find that we need to look up. Not really, because I know that like I can get it if I really try, yeah. but sometimes it's my, my interest isn't there mm -hmm. for it. I don't know. I, I know I'm one of the few people to like not be totally uh, gaga in love with the new Zelda, because mm -hmm. everyone's like, it's a masterpiece. And I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. That's mine. It's enjoyable. I think I say that every episode now. You're like, it's fine. Um, it's fine. It is. It's fine. Mario Kart? It was fun. That was fun. And, you know... Legitimate Nintendo fun is what was the, the striking thing for me. We did, like, the Hyrule Cup, which is the... You get to, like, yeah. race around Hyrule Castle. And yeah, you yeah, get, yeah. like, some of the Link levels in there. Um, and I got to finally play around with something that I had seen on Tumblr a lot. Like, the little gifts of, like, you know, Luigi wrecking somebody in slow motion. Yes. Like, you get this replay fe feature that's really cool. And you can, like, rewind or, like, speed it up at certain points. It makes for, like, these most cynical and badass, like, recap moments. I want to share those so bad. I do, too. You can't share uh, video natively from the Switch, but you can do screenshots, right? Okay. Yeah, I think so. That sucks. I want video. I want to share little clippies, little clips of That'd be neat. of wrecking Toad's face, <laughs> getting that little smug son of a bitch his just desserts. Ooh, man. Fucking hate him. Who who's your favorite character in Mario Kart? Luigi. Luigi. Okay. I go Yoshi all the time. You know who would be my favorite character? Yeah. 
Diddy Kong. <laughs> Shit. We have this conversation all the time that Diddy Kong Racing 64 was the superior racing game out of the two. It was, yes. Yeah. Absolutely correct. I mean, it had, it there's, had battle There's modes, no debate. But they were varied. You had hovercrafts. You had yeah. airplanes. You had carts. Yeah. And it had an amazing story mode. Bring that shit back. I saw that post where the like, Rare was working on a sequel for GameCube and mm-hmm. it just fucking fell apart. Damn. Or, or something. Or whatever. Whatever happened to Rare because now Rare is making fucking avatars for Xbox or some bullshit. Did Microsoft like buy them out or are they just partnering with them? They, they were bought out. Okay. And the fun story about this, uh, <laughs> Microsoft bought them thinking that buying Rare would get them the Donkey Kong license. Oh, shit. Stupid as fuck. That's Nintendo. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. That's hilarious to me. I still think that's funny. And then they're just like, well, what the fuck do we do with you? Could you imagine? Like, all right, guys, can't wait to get fucking Donkey Kong Country and the new Xbox. And I'd be like, oh. Okay, Ooh. so what can we do? What can we do? Uh, Banjo-Kazooie, nuts and bolts. People are going to love it. Right. How did that negotiation even go? Like, dude, can't wait to get that Donkey Kong going. And, like, somebody was just like, ha-ha, you too. <laughs> they laugh him out of the room. What? That guy's an idiot. He's not getting Donkey Kong. They're just, we just need the steel, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nintendo fucking tanked Diddy Kong. That was our breadwinner. I was going to put my kid through college on Diddy Kong Racing too. Fuck. I was. Cheryl wants to be a pharmacist. <laughs> That's how that deal went. Number three on the list, Daniel. The latest collision of culturally relevant superheroes and obscure antiquated Japanese video game characters has a release date. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite has been announced to drop September 19th on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and not the Switch. The first time in the fighting franchise's 19-year history... Sorry, I missed a word there. For the first time (laughs) in the fighting franchise's 19-year history, Infinite will include a dedicated story mode. The cross-universe battle erupts when the self-aware machine Ultron merges with Mega Man X's own baddie, Sigma, to create, get ready for it, Ultron Sigma. No. You like that? That's so dumb. The newlyweds plan to unleash a cyber virus capable of controlling both worlds. Naturally, heroes agreed to punch each other in order to foil the sinister plan. Capcom has announced plan oh fuck me. Capcom has announced fans can pre-order one of three editions of the game, including a standard copy, a deluxe release featuring the 2017 season pass, which nets you six additional characters, and finally a swanky $200 collector's edition that comes equipped with four, count them four character statues of Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Chun-Li, Mega Man X. The tasteful set also includes six Infinity Stone replicas so that Ultra fans can finally master both the universe and their own loneliness. Hmm. I know you're super excited about Infinite. Like, every time I talk about it, like, I, I see a little twinge in your pants. I just don't like the character design this time there around. There we go. Yeah, I don't, I don't like That's, it. I think it's very appealing. I agree, too, actually. It's, there's something about the, there's something subdued about the art style. It reminds me of Street Fighter V, and I didn't really like the way that game looked. Me neither, and that's why I'm not worried about the game. I'm I, sure it'll I play actually, fine. I'm sure it'll be a I, lot of fun. So I, a lot of the changes they're making are super cool and super interesting yeah. to me. Because because for me as a as a as a Capcom fighting game fan, um, I've always been on the fringe of not good. <laughs> <laughs> but you're always good enough to at least like beat me like you know nine out of ten rounds. I'm good enough to beat people that are also or actually just a little bit worse than me. That's me, and that that makes me feel better about myself. But when I play somebody that's actually competent... They have, like, a fight stick? Somebody that's familiar with hitboxes, like, can literally see hitboxes, Mm -hmm. 
I'm gonna lose, and I'm gonna lose a lot. So, but but for having been uh, historically terrible at these games, mm-hmm. I still pick them up because I I think they they play well. Mm-hmm. They're fun. I like the style. I obviously like the characters. Yeah, fucking Chris Redfield's back in this one. Oh shit! And not that fake ass Chris. <laughs> Not that not my Redfield from RE7 that they're trying to drop on us. Real bona fide part five, Chris. Hmm. Yeah, they skipped six. <laughs> I guess they didn't want to do that one. He's too sad. Probably. He had too much facial hair Fuck. to animate. And I'm hoping, because now, like, you know, that was the thing that we talked about for a while. If they ever did a M- MVC4, mm-hmm. there's been so much that happened in the Marvel Universe that there's so many characters that we could yeah. throw in there. My, I, I, unfortunately, it looks like they're kind of, they're trying to skew towards the movies more so than the developments in the comics. Because, mm-hmm. like, dude, you could do Miles Morales Spider Man. You could. You could do Gwen. You could do Gwen. Spider Gwen would be fucking ill. You could throw an Ironheart. You <laughs> Ironheart, man. There you go. Piss off a bunch of people. Yeah. You could do Miss Marvel. Although the presence of Captain Marvel almost assures that Miss Marvel may not be in the game. Okay. Although she has a completely different power set. Mm-hmm. Uh, duh. <laughs> And please fact check us if she doesn't. The problem is that like it seems like Capcom hasn't had that like that fucking lightning strike in recent years where it's like that's, yeah that's their problem they haven't released many so games. So what is your catalog like? You know you want to yeah. be like so we're gonna just throw in Street Fighter characters. Well, they're playing there. with the same characters. Like the only other games that have come out since the last one, what Resident Evil Six? I mean yeah they have Res- in between the last one yeah uh, RE Six they've had Monster Hunters come out they yeah. had. Monster Hunter characters. Some other shit. I don't know. What are they? What are they gonna do? Have the fucking no? Was it? Yeah, yeah. Have the chick from Remember Me. (laughs) That was Capcom published. (laughs) You throw in what was her name? Nix. Something. Nobody. Nobody remembers. Exactly. I didn't play Remember. That's the greatest irony. (laughs) Yeah. Like I don't know. Like there's characters obviously that I would want. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been crying for Regina from Dino Crisis. Uh, but apparently the people that are actually working on the game can't even recall what her fucking name is. Yeah. I remember there was, like, I read on a post there was, like, an argument over how you pronounce her name. And it's like, dude, it's Regina. Yeah. And like, is it's it pretty Regina? <laughs> like, no, it's Regina. Regina? And you want to be like, you work for Capcom. And, then, like, on the, the truth is I've worked for Capcom for four years. And uh, Dino Crisis has been irrelevant for 17. That's true. <laughs> so, I don't know. But there's, you know, obviously the big change to the game is um, it's 2v2. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to Tatsunuka versus Capcom kind of style rather than uh, like 3v3. 3 <clears throat> well, the, the thing is, in the competitive scene, people kind of use that third character as an assist character, mm-hmm. as kind of a backup to do certain things rather than using him as a full-fledged fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have it like your two best knocked out and be stuck with like, oh shit, I'm playing as Amaratsu. <laughs> That's not my jam. Yeah, that, that's kind of a thing. And so they're actually rebuilding the entire game to kind of fit that aesthetic. And one of the most interesting... You remember how you used to have character assist buttons where mm-hmm. they'd come out and do one attack? Yeah, and then they disappear. Well, uh, now what it is is you control what attack that is. Oh. So the character switches out because it, it happens instantly. You don't have to hold a button anymore. You literally just press it. They'll come out, you can hit them, and then get your other character back in, hmm. basically. So I could be saying the wrong thing, but from what I read, that's the deal. Yeah. That's really cool. Rather than just so now you remember how in the menu it was always like, oh, have him do a lightning strike, mm-hmm. have him do a forward thrust, have him do an undercut, and you're like, I don't know which one makes what. what? I don't. Oh, know I didn't know you could change that. You can change what okay. their assist attack was, and I'm like, what? No, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. This time it's like, no, you literally control that character. Hmm. Should be interesting. I I know you're not gonna pick it up. Is there gonna be a big like online component with it too? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, there was for um, Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, yeah, there was. Uh, that's going to be their bread and butter. I hope they 
learn from what Injustice is doing mm-hmm. and kind of like realize that you need to have kind of this uh, good story. Take. Not just a good story, which I'm glad they're doing a story mode. Although I know it's gonna be cheesy as shit. Yeah, we'll edit it with every game. Uh, no. They have not had a story mode ever. They 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 have what they call a story okay. mode, and then you get a fucking like three paragraph ending or some shit. Okay. No, I'm sorry, three sentence ending. Like in Marvel vs. Capcom three, to be like Chris Redfield is walking through uh, the the Spencer Mansion and has fucking the Hulk bashing up Nemesis. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Like, yeah. Depending on the team you beat the game with, they would have mm-hmm. different stories, and it, it was always so weird and campy. Uh, it. It's not fulfilling because okay. like it's there's no narrative as you're playing. Okay, interesting. That's the thing. You're just fighting each other for no reason. Whereas Injustice was like, no, there's definitely a cohesive story yeah. carrying around. They're trying to go for that. Okay. And I think that's a rad choice. The other thing is they need to take pay attention to the whole um, the earnings and shit. Like the like so in Injustice Two you get gear sets mm. from every battle. And then, like, so it's this extra kind of layer, this extra meta to the game. There's no meta to Street Fighter V, man. There's nothing you care about beyond just winning. Well, there's no meta to fighting games, really, outside of that. Not what NetherRealm's doing, my dude. Well, yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat yeah. 9, they did some stuff like in that. 10. Where you had, like, yeah, in 10 as well, where you mm-hmm. had, like, the graveyard and you could get, like, things that you could unlock. Right. Which was neat. It gave me reason to play certain ways and do certain modes. And even better yet, and this is why these games drop off so hard for casual, uh, the casual audience, is that it gives you a reason to play single player yeah. and not really feel bad that you're just fighting against the computer. Because you're like, oh shit, I'm unlocking costumes and mm-hmm. I'm unlocking new gear sets and I'm you know unlocking maybe some stat changing yeah. uh, uh, boost shit. And I think that's something that Capcom has dropped the ball on forever. Hmm. They've never really given you a reason to return to it because they're just like, it's a, the FGC. What? <laughs> they're not gonna they're not gonna fucking be the breadwinners for you, my guys. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like Street Fighter V tanked. You need to understand why it tanked, and it wasn't just because it was uh, unbaked when it came out. It also was just like, well, there's for you and me, we were like, there's nothing really to do in this game. No, I played every story for every character, mm-hmm. and each one lasted maybe like 10 minutes. Because it's like... It was super short. I'm the and audience. It was from, I don't even like Street Fighter, and I was like, what? Yeah, okay. I'm kind of the audience you want, dude. Like, I will support your game and play it, but mm-hmm. I have no interest in getting my ass kicked online. Why don't you serve that audience more? Because they're the ones sure. that are going to support your game way past when the FGC goes, uh, fuck this, I don't like this change. Because they're going to be way more analytical than me. Mm-hmm. That's like, I don't give a shit. I didn't even notice that you changed that stat. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to keep on playing because it's fun. But it wasn't even fun. Uh, you drop off on Street Fighter Five, man. You're yeah. just like, well, the servers suck, too. Oh, yeah. That and was it was cross-platform, cross, um, cross platform, so you were playing against people on... Um, mm-hmm, on PC. On PC. And it on was, PC. It sucked. Yeah. I got some more Capcom Aruni. Mm-hmm. This is the the Capcom Dropcom. I don't, I don't know. Give me this good one. I imagine it's something I already know about. Well, I have an aside, by the way, okay. about Injustice 2. They uh, released who the first three DLC characters are going to mm-hmm. be. I already forgot one of them. But two of them, uh, one of them Starfire. You might know her as a Teen Titan. Yeah. And then the other is Sub-Zero. Oh, that's cool. I got so excited about that's that. That's neat. Am I kind of skeeved out about a company releasing DLC plans before the game launches? Yes. Yes. That's the thing they do these days. I know it is. I hate they, that that's part of their business. Because they like. need to sell that add-on for the season pass. You can get a season pass right away. So they're doing six additional characters to that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, whatever. I really want Sub-Zero. His skin looks stupid. I think there's nothing better than bearded Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat X. Hmm. Played by, uh, what's his name? Who played Spike in Cowboy Bebop? Oh, I forgot his name, but I know. I know, his, his name is actually... <sighs> Never mind, he doesn't exist. He's not in the North. Anyway. <laughs> or Troy Baker. Or Troy Baker. 
<laughs> maybe he's he's actually like a pseudonym for one of those guys. Fuck. <laughs> so, uh, Capcom news. I got bad news, horror hounds. Capcom announced last week, which that's irrelevant now, I guess, depending on when this drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week that the free DLC expansion to Resident Evil 7, Not a Hero, has been delayed. Originally slated for the spring, Not a Hero Let's Players and, this is a big old spoiler, assume the role of longtime biohazardous survivor Chris Redfield. The game's director, Koshi Nakanishi, God, I fucked that up, and producer, Masachika Kawada, yeah, we got nailed it, it. nailed it. episodes later, posted an apology video online stating the decision was made because the content just wasn't up to snuff. Uh, n- uh, Nakanishi explains. <laughs> <laughs> Nakanishi explains. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> explains that in light of the incredible reception to the release of Resident Evil 7, we concluded that this DLC was not good enough to meet those high expectations. Kawada admitted that in order to hit the bar, the main game set, more time is needed to develop a DLC. Additionally, the pair confirmed that another piece of DLC is planned to release after Not a Hero makes its way to the game. Uh, so to reiterate, there's no date on Not a Hero? Okay. It was I always mean, to be free? It was, yeah. Yeah, so... And they just said spring, which is like a three-month window. They did, and it sucks because like, when you beat the game, it says, yeah. Not a Hero coming in the It spring. was a weird little post-credit advertisement. It was. was like, Actually, what? it was patched in. That was a day one patch to throw that shit uh, at the, okay. the credits. So it was like, I don't know. I don't really need you to advertise for your own content within your game, yeah. besides like maybe in the menu somewhere. I don't need you to do it when I beat the game because it's just like... So I didn't see it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't, I don't really care for that. Um, so what I've heard behind the scenes, and this information comes from RelyOnHorror.com. Mm-hmm. They're really awesome, or at least it comes from CJ. Uh, I forget his last name, Melendez or Menendez. I think it's Melendez. Yeah, Melendez. Um, he said that what he heard was they outsource this DLC to another company. Yeah, that, that always goes wow. over fucking great in games. Um, they outsourced it to another company, and they just didn't do a great job and it was very action oriented and a lot of it dealt with um, just fighting hordes of fucking uh, uh, the molded mm-hmm. essentially and there's like one new molded enemy that I believe that they added into the game that's that cool was either like explosive or some shit like that wasn't a lot of it on the ship too I've heard that too okay. that, it, that there was a lot of ship action I'm just like no don't it's the worst part of the game for a fucking mwah kind of game mm-hmm. that was the worst part I think we agree on that we do and as it was still creepy, it was still. It was a, super effective, but it, that yeah. section like drew on for a little. It too just long. dragged. It dragged, yeah. and I don't want to revisit that at all. And I think that's one of the first things that they might have. Maybe that's whole that the whole thing where they're like, so you set the DLC in one of the most like <laughs> fucking lambasted parts of our game. Every review mentioned the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Time to change course. I, right like, my concession is, it wouldn't have been so bad if you only had to go through it once, but you have to go through it twice. And we beat yeah, the game four God. times, so we had to go through it eight times, and it was just too much. Yeah, whereas in so. the house, you felt like you were unlocking like new parts that mm-hmm. you haven't seen. And even the parts that you retreaded, there was something new going yeah. on there. The ship just felt like I'm doing the same things. I'm literally doing the same things. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I found my machine gun again. <laughs> like, cool. it just... Ugh. I got the corrosive acid, and I can dissolve the locks. Um, yeah. Th- I don't know. It's, um, it's funny to me that a company like Capcom would outsource DLC, but... I guess mm. it happens sometimes. It's, it's Maybe not, it's like not too widely spoken about. It's not surprising, I guess. Like you, I guess when you have to look at like scheduling, you like you mm-hmm. don't know what they have going on. Maybe they're worried about the main team making the game go gold. True. And maybe the main team was working on the uh, season pass DLC. True. Because like you know they were trying to edge their bets or hedge their bets somewhere mm-hmm. by making this DLC free. 
I don't know why that decision was made because people would pay for a Chris Redfield would piece of DLC. But I mean, that would it's it's a goodwill uh, kind of move to make. But they kind of shot themselves in the foot with it because they spent all that money paying mm. these people to do that, and they're like, you know, we didn't like the job you did. Now they have to do it themselves. I don't even know if they said that really. They just said we need more time on it. Okay, maybe they were just like, try again. Fuck, <laughs> you are dead. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ethan must die. They were like walking yeah. through the house. They like fucking hit the first box. They explode, and it's like that's it. There you so, go. You just hit your exploding box. <laughs> dips. That sucks. Just look into your eyes for Do a little it. while. I actually went back to uh, Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, uh, it, I think it was one night when we wanted to play Overwatch really badly together, and our internet crashed. And our internet crashed mm-hmm. for about like a day or so. And I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, Could have played any fucking game. And I was like, I'm gonna go back to <laughs> the Resident Evil Seven DLC. Yeah, you didn't, even, too. you didn't beat Horizon. Like, you didn't even no, get very No, I'm going to save that for Seattle. I'm going to start it over, actually, because okay. I only got, like, six or seven hours into Don't. it, and I feel like I lost the feel of, like, the way the game plays. And you lost your momentum as well. I did. I, I really did. And I'm kind of bummed, because I don't want to play through the beginning part yeah. of the game again. I hate playing as young A-boy. Yeah. Like, it was the weakest part to me. I was afraid the same would happen for me with Persona, because mm. I put that down. Because I, I picked up Nier. Uh, Nier, by the way, is my favorite word. Immaculate. Uh, I put it down, but just the nature of Persona, I don't feel like I'm going to really lose course because okay. I, I was going through it really slowly. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, I would Because I would play it like at night before I would go to bed yeah. rather than be like, I'm going to do a sit-down session, six hours of Persona. I'm like, nah. Because it's like, not not to be that guy, but it's like it really is very story dense. Mm-hmm. Very like, I'm going to sit through a bunch of fucking dialogue bubbles for a while and then a little bit of gameplay. And then sometimes that gameplay erupts into a lot of bit of gameplay where I get burned out on that. I'm like, oh, can we go back to hitting on Japanese girls? <laughs> it's like they didn't find the right balance for it. I would, I wouldn't say that. I think me personally, I think if somebody else is like, you know, goes about the game in a certain way, mm-hmm. they're gonna love the shit out of okay. it. And it, they do strike a pretty good balance, I would say. Okay. My, because like they give you chances to to dip out of the um, dungeons that you're going through. Mm-hmm. If you feel like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm gonna go go through the open world again. Okay. You can do that. It's just for me, I, I, my attention span's been all over the fucking place. Because with the move and figuring out all that shit, mm-hmm. I can't sit down and get fucking immersed in an RPG. Yeah. That's why I've been playing Overwatch, because I'm just like, okay, I just gotta it's shoot easy. you. Yeah, just one just gotta done. shoot you. Yeah, I'm getting, that's how you know I'm getting older, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I just need something dumber. <laughs> Dumb it down for me. Dumb it down, dude. No, we'll get back to our heavy narrative experiences when we move. We will. We can settle down. We will. So I got one last little, right, on little nugget for you. Uh, speaking of delays, developer Overkill's The Walking Dead has shambled into 2018. The co-op first-person shooter, brought to you by the studio that made Payday 1 and 2, mm. was originally expected for some time in 2016, but no great plan survives first contact with walkers. The game's publisher, Starbreeze, stated the game was delayed so that Overkill could expand on their original vision. Starbreeze promised fans an inside look at the game's development during a live stream to be hosted on May 10th. Hmm. Now, you had a face that kind of said, I didn't know they were making this. No, Uh, it was more of a face that says, (laughs) I don't care about any more Walking Dead games. (laughs) I care. I like that they're trying to make a Walking Dead game that isn't just... uh, uh, going through Telltale's broken engine. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited by that. Well, they made another one. It was like Walking Dead Survival Instinct, and that was based off of like the oh, show. Oh, yeah, that was a while ago. That was yeah. 360. That one apparently was uh, heated garbage. Mm-hmm. Play as Daryl Dixon, fan favorite, going around uh, uh, having trouble with Collision. <laughs> that was the <laughs> Not whole being game. able to find your brother. Yeah, not being able to find your brother. Um, this one, 
Okay, so I got excited about this one because it was like the closest we were going to get to a Left Dead 3. Okay. And that's why I was kind of like, you know what? I can get down on that. Uh, these guys, Overkill, they know co-op. Am I a fan of Payday? Not too much. I know people like that. Payday? Yeah. yeah, people love Payday. People love Payday. Um, but this one seemed pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen any footage. We haven't seen any goddamn anything of it. Uh I kind of, I kind of like in my mind, I'm just like, so is this kind of troubled? Mm-hmm. Is this like, or is this like where they're splitting their their minds between uh, doing payday content, which they already announced payday three is coming. Okay. So I, I kind of wonder where it's like, so what's happening with your resources? What's happening with that? Mm-hmm. W- what's not making Walking Dead just take off the ground? Because obviously, shooting at zombies with your friends. That should really be ready-made. Yeah, it's a basic formula that people love. Yeah, and, like, I don't know how much... Like, don't be afraid to fucking rip off Left 4 Dead. Valve's not doing anything with it. No. I wouldn't talk about that, too. Okay. But Valve's not doing anything with Left 4 Dead right now. They may be making it. They may not be doing anything. We actually had another writer leave Valve in the news. I was going to write about that, and I forgot to write about it. But uh, I think it was Chet... Chet... uh, Falzenek? I butchered that more than uh, Japanese Sachika. name, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he was one of the guys that uh, you know wrote Half Life. Okay. Um, he is the second major departure from a writer this year, hmm. and just like the rest of them, he was like, "No drama, no problems. Just want to change the pace." You know, I I think Chet said that he's or Chet said he's gonna kind of focus on more um, self-driven storytelling. Okay. Which is to say, he may be do, doing a novel, he may be doing a comic book, he may be actually writing a story as opposed to supporting Dota 2. Exactly. And this brings me to kind of, let's it's a little subtopic okay. about Valve, because we talked about this before. We talked about this before other people were jumping on this, mm-hmm. where it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Really, though. And it comes down to this. Valve... We're going to be moving near you very soon. If you want me to visit the the Bellevue offices and have a a sit-down with you, that's absolutely fine, because I have a few words. And the first of which is this, and I want to be your advisor here, uh, Jonathan Valve. Um, Just admit you don't want to make games anymore. We wouldn't be mad. Just say that. We kind of figured at this point. Exactly. You're a corporation. You're not a game developer. You are a tech company. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Transition is difficult. And you feel there's a lot of undue expectations on you. But you need to do what feels right for you. So you have this subset, and I would actually say a very large subset of fans, that uh, don't care about the international. They don't care about your super complicated MOBA. And they certainly don't want to play Counter-Strike when Overwatch exists. Um, so... I just think you need to come out and just say, story-driven? Nah, dog. That's not us. That's that's not what it looks like anymore for us. Because we've been kind of going around the drain for a while of, yeah. will they or won't they? And after, what, 11, 12 years of no Half-Life 3? I think won't they is the yeah, category we're in. Towards that pretty hard. So we just want to say it's okay. Save Give from, some transparency, you know? Transparency. Um, you've even said yourself you're bad at communicating with fans, and I think you're the worst at communicating this because you want to keep us excited about yeah. you. I understand that, but it's okay for us to be excited about you for different reasons, you know? Because Dota's a big thing, man. It's a big thing. In Korea. But, uh, you know, in, in Counter-Strike, I'm sure it's going to find second life. Somewhere. Uh, somewhere. In a middle school. Yeah. What we're trying to say is, as two story-driven console guys, we just want you to say that you left us behind, that this is a breakup, and that's okay. It's all right. 
we want to move on. There's plenty of other, other developers that want to take your place. Mm-hmm. Blizzard, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you as the new Valve. They're getting up there. They're getting really They're up there. They're doing some stuff. They're doing some shit. Because they found a way to push their uh, online multiplayer game on me and still say, hey, we got some story back there for you. Mm-hmm. They did what you did, Valve, back in the day with Left 4 Dead with your little micro-story, your micro-narrative content that was laid in throughout the levels, laid in throughout the dialogue options. That was innovative, and they took that ball, and they fucking slammed it into the hoop. They're playing baseball. They're Larry Bird's child with, with D-Wade. They're D-Bird. <laughs> Blizzard is D-Bird, Valf. <laughs> so that's what we just wanted to say to you, Valf. It's okay. It's all right. And we would love to visit you and take a picture of your literal valve that you have in the lobby. We want to stand on it. It's awesome. It's good. I'm not going to stand on it. It's good. It's all they've got to their name these days. Also, L for D3 or GTFO. Fuck. Simple as that. That was our valve talk. That's it. I like it. That was our valve talk. Do you have anything that you wanted to add to this week, sir? Mm, Nothing largely supplemental. Um... (laughs) That's a thing. No, really, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, I gave you the Mario Kart 8 numbers. Um, another thing, Activision Blizzard financials release uh, their first quarter financials for Overwatch is in, and they've revealed oh, that times. it is now a $1 billion franchise. Good God. That's pretty crazy. Good God, guys. Yep. Um, let's see. Funny story about Blizzard. Um, PC developer first mm-hmm. put their stuff on console. Wide recognition. Mucho love. Weird thing, huh? Yeah, I mean, they kind of did that with StarCraft, and then they did it with uh, Diablo, and they kind of made small moves. StarCraft? Yeah, they had a StarCraft for N64. Oh my god, yeah. you're going back. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I was like, StarCraft 2 came out for No, no, no. It was like I a, heard a about weird that. console StarCraft. You're like, um, StarCraft 64. Yep. Yeah, I can't imagine that was Blizzard, though. I, I, I bet that was like another studio that Probably. came and did that. Then again, Blizzard did some weird shit back in the day. They did. They took risks because Fuck yeah, they there, could. There was a game called Redneck Rampage that's under the Blizzard name. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was digging. Okay. I was digging. So, <laughs> you understand me? But this is awesome for them. I mean, for a game that is coming mm-hmm. on its one-year anniversary to say that they have um, hit the $1 billion mark and they have over 30 million players worldwide. Like, that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So. And they, they're just hitting it in, like, the right way because it's such a different experience than what, like what Activision and their respective um, literal Bonnaroo-sized room of developers mm-hmm. uh, are doing with Call of Duty because we were just like, all right, okay. Like, where even Call of Duty was like, we need a refresh. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need to do something else because people are starting to kind of waver on it. Um, the future jetpack fatigue is happening. Pretty much. <laughs> not really down with that. That's why I'm afraid for the game Lawbreakers, mm-hmm. uh, Cliffy B's uh, next new big thing. Because it just looks some like very samey. Where it's like, oh, it's a bunch of superpower jetpack people. Okay. Shit. Cool. Oh, you, you got fucking Ice-T narrating your god. Was it Ice-T narrating their stupid? Eh, it doesn't matter. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It's not going to happen. I think Lawbreakers is going to be a pretty, pretty big flop. Okay. That's my prediction for that one. Because I look at it, and I say to myself, I've been gaming for almost all my life. Mm-hmm. And I get excited about video games still. Even if nothing else is exciting in my life. And... I say to myself, Lawbreakers? Nah. Nah. No, nah, you ain't got dog. nothing. I could look at a game like fucking um, Warhammer Vermintide okay. and be like, there might be something in there for me. I'm looking at Lawbreakers and going, there's nothing in there for me. You look like you look like Bulletstorm's uh, more expensive cut, like High Maintenance Cousin. Yeah, no, we don't want that. Okay. So 
we've missed out on a few weeks of controversies and a few everything. Mm-hmm. So our, our our soft topic or whatever the fuck's going on right now is going to be the save from saves the world. Okay. So we realize that there's a lot of problems that you gamers are having. Oh, gamers lots. are having problems. Chill out. Yeah, you having problems with what's going on. <laughs> What's going on with that, guys? I don't know. So one big thing that has been kind of a theme, if you go on, like you know, to your average YouTube uh, comment section right. or plunge in the IGN's comment se- uh, section, uh, is that gamers don't want politics in their video games. Okay. They don't like political messaging. So for okay, so for instance, um, if you add a uh, a, a, a queer or tra- transgender character in your video game. You're immediately making a statement. You're being political. That's too political. Get the get the politics out of the video yeah. game, right? Right. That's you're not what being progressive. Saying. You're not being inclusive. So political. the save room suggests we actually found the game mm-hmm. for you guys out there. If you want a depoliticized video game, the perfect game. Uh, we're actually we're we're helping fund it. It's called uh, Pong. Okay. 2017. <laughs> Pong 2017. So Pong is free of people. <laughs> <laughs> Free of ideologies. It's exactly. There's no ideology at all. There, there is. It just is. Okay. It's two little sticks moving up and down, trying to hit that ball, and there you go. And we think that uh, there is a there's gonna be a surge in esports for this game when it fucking makes it to MLG. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. People. The only thing that's gonna be coming out of people's fucking lips <laughs> is not this horseshit SJW rhetoric. It's gonna be pong. Okay, fixed. Boom. Save room, save the world. I like it. There we go. Another problem with gamers mm-hmm. these days is what do we got? These streamers, these professionals, are getting into trouble gotcha. doing bullshit, man. Gotcha, gotcha. Not being professional on stream, you know, saying words that don't belong there. Words that don't belong there. There's this one guy. Okay, he was a professional Give- esports uh, Overwatch player, and he was playing Give just him. a regular comp match. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was playing, I guess, Widowmaker against a Widowmaker, and he got sh- shot. And I guess he was doing some pretty insane strifing and quick. He got shot in real life. Yep, shot in real life in Twitch IRL. Oh my Things god, like that. Um, <laughs> And That's he, a Widowmaker was shooting him. He, okay. he didn't like the way that he got taken down, and his uh, teammates kind of started talking shit to him, and then he went off no. and he said the N-word 57 times. Oh, goodness, sir. Yeah, just over everybody else until the match ended. You made your point at 43. So the thing we need to do with these people gotcha, is... Gotcha, what do we got? Um, maybe imbue something into in the chat. Whenever that word comes up, replace it with a fun word. Or, you know, a motivational word. Oh, cute. Yeah. Like a motivational word? Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to give me an example here. Uh, I don't know, like uh, great job, <laughs> you know. Gotcha. <laughs> like it just re- replaces the phrasing. It's just like a random so, algorithm. You're, you're doing great. You're doing great. Uh, keep shooting me. <laughs> keep shooting me. <laughs> keep it up. Your kill death ratio is doing it. I love it when you grief me. <laughs> Straight more. Hey teammates, tank the match for me. So stuff like that, you know, because people are getting in trouble and losing sponsorships and just being dumb. Or we we can assign, in Overwatch specifically, we can assign somebody to be in the room with them, Mm -hmm. and there will always be a may. And the may, like, once that kind of inflammatory speech occurs, Mm -hmm. they start locking them into the 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 respawn room the spawn yes. room okay like happened to us yeah <laughs> a match that was going south we won despite that asshole we though. did win despite that asshole y'all trash y'all trash y'all told trash us. y'all trash but like we give that may like unlimited ice walls mm-hmm. so she could just fucking and do ice, it like there's no cool ever yeah there we go perfect so but that's I think that's really like a a, a problem that 
it's different because it, it it solves itself. Mm-hmm. So when you're a famous YouTuber and you use the N word, there goes your career. Yeah, that's like that's true. That's a neat little bow in my mind. Okay. All right. Now here's another problem that's not a neat bow. Mm. So a lot of you are having problems with um, females. And I don't mean to say that you're having relationship problems, you know. Although you might if you're having problems with females in games. Correct. So So your issue uh, out there, gamers, and I've been hearing this a lot in the rooms, in the the, the chaticles, if you will, (laughs) uh, and and the slash R's, uh, that you you just don't want girls in games. Okay. You don't like it. You feel like it's, um, what's the word for it that they're using out there? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, they say we're SJW cucks. They say right. They say it's, it's um, a feminazis are invading. Or like they their can't games. relate to these these women. Correct. Or the they can't relate to a female oh, wow. protagonist. Okay. okay so they Sorry. can't relate to him as a as a person, as a right. fellow human being. Okay. Uh, totally understandable, guys. That's why we have a perfect game for you. Uh, we've been talking to uh, the coalition over there at Microsoft, out there in uh, in Redmond, because we're going to move to the West Coast, and we're going to we're going to solve a lot of gaming we're problems gonna, out there. So we're going to make a game. It's called uh, Gears of War Four, uh, Boys Noise Edition. Boys Noise, where we replace every instance of a female character with just another guy with character. Another guy. Now. Is, that's not to say that we are changing up their role in the story. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you go back and play uh, Gears of War 3, mm-hmm. and you know how there's kind of a little entanglement between Marcus and Anya? Mm-hmm. Well, Anya's just a, a big old bearded guy now. Yeah. And they still have their romantic moments, you know? That's still going to happen, but you're going to be able to relate because it's another guy. And you're probably a closeted homosexual anyway, repressing thoughts, so, you know, that'll work out for you. Correct. Yeah, perfectly. And I, I feel like it's going to take you to a, the next level yeah. to use some exactly. gaming vernacular. Okay? It's going to be great. Yeah, we're going to... We, we got DLC sure. down the line, too, for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Gears to boys. men. Gears to men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> DLC pack. It's great. We're, we're working with a few developers to yeah. actually get this, uh, this the, the Boys Noise brand so. uh, just part of it. So, like, like uh, uh, we talked to Gorilla Games about replacing Aloy with just a wireframe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you can't relate to like females. one of those like little wireframes that they use in art school to like get anatomy right. Right. Okay. We'll make sure it has no sex because that's the problem. That just like you and how you're having no sex, you don't want it in games. So my thing is okay. It's okay when we have women in like I don't know Dead or Alive or you know the San Ren Kagua franchise or you know Persona Five or wherever you know where mm-hmm. we can you know objectify them in these ways. Objectify them? You mean because they dress the way that they want to, sir? Mm-hmm. And also uh, their anatomy is over-exaggerated yeah. just the way that they wanted? I guess I can't... Wait a second. <laughs> I can't sexualize Aloy and her McClucks, but that's okay, you know? Her McClucks? Yeah. What? Snowshoes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like, sexualize her, that's fine. <laughs> her McClucks. Gotcha. That's a new one for yeah. me. But I guess we're going out there to Mount Rainier. I gotta learn these phrases. That's true. <laughs> I gotta learn the, the vernacular. So, what what other problems are we running into out there with uh, with gamers in general, man? What's going on? Everything. Here? I don't know. It's really toxic, man. It is. Get it. We're trying. To, we're trying to compromise for you. We're taking women out of video games by giving you all male cats. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're taking the politics out. Taking the politics uh, out. Kong. Go Kong, back to the basics. Kong's going to do it okay. for us. I think so. Uh, um, it's a little bipartisan with the two sides, but it's fine. You know, it'll work. I mean, yeah, you can inject some ideology to it, but that's really just what it is, you know? You can look at it another way in that you're both trying to fight the oppression of the ball, Mm -hmm. or or I should say the white dot, 
Oh no, we're getting the politics again. Oh shit. Oh no. That's a color thing. No, we can't do that. Fuck. Pong is canceled. Pong Pong's 2017 is canceled. God damn it. Go back to drawing board. God damn it. It's almost like. Schubert. Schubert was pretty PC, right? <sighs> he didn't do anything. No, I, I, I think there's some issues there okay, too. Right, well, I think there's some issues there too. Xenophobia, probably. I don't Dude, know. it's 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 almost like you can't have the human condition related to games oh without adding some politics into it in some way. Fuck. Back to the drawing board. God damn it. It's almost like these people should just kinda deal and avoid the content they don't yeah. enjoy Where's rather because I think the argument is that they feel games like Horizon are being changed to include these uh, uh, feminazi SJW perspectives. Mm-hmm. Well, by taking that out of the games, isn't that just changing it to fit their worldview? Yeah. Hmm. It's kind of a give and take there, huh? Huh. Oh, you're getting really slack on Yeah, I get real slack Another one uh, in the vein of that was I guess people were getting upset that um, mm-hmm. there were women in uh, what was it, the new Call of Duty World War Two game? World War Two game, gotcha. Um, it's this whole thing, they're like, oh, there weren't women back then, only like the Russian Federation or whatever that um, side of the faction was called. And, you know, there were women in World War Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, tons of them. Medics, they were on the front line, they did the thing, right. you know? Um, but yet. It's not okay for us to have women in games like that, especially in wartime, because it's not realistic, but we can have zombies, you know? That is an interesting point that you bring. And also, they did mention huh. that World War II is going to have, uh, especially in the campaign, class-based uh, combat. Okay. So people have different roles. That's interesting. So that would make sense for a medic character yeah. to be, uh, be a female. But uh, that doesn't matter, because it was an all-white, all-male war. Because mm-hmm. that, 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 that's, that's what, what we saw in the movies. Yeah. That's what I saw in Pearl Harbor right. with Josh Hartnett. Right, and, and, and Benny Aff. Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> Wasn't Casey in that one, too? Maybe. Mm. I don't remember. Great movie. Good movie. Michael Bay, just killing it. What's he up to these days? Transformers? <laughs> Trans- nothing but Transformers. He said he was going to quit after part two. He's been making, like, 18 more of them. Is he just, like, locked into an endless deal with, like, Hasbro? I think he's locked into an endless uh, love affair with money. <laughs> Probably. And every time he sees that, he's like, dude, I can buy a bigger island. Yeah. Holy shit. Fuck. You won't even believe this island. He was, like, really inspired by the work he did on the island starring Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I uh, can't believe you're referencing the island. <laughs> with, Steve, with Steve Buscemi. He's like, I could have this <laughs> if I want. I'll just Classic make another film. bad TMNT movie. You gamers, Another bad Transformers. You gamers out there just have a lot of problems, and I don't, I don't. We need to work together, man, because we all love games, just, just the same. I, didn't, I just maybe I was like blind to it when I was younger because I was paying attention yeah. to other shit. Um, but I didn't realize that. Well, there's no internet. There's to... so classicism. Like, there's so much classicism and problems in yeah. gaming. It's just like what? Let it be, man. <sighs> yeah, that, that's the thing about it. Where it's just like, dude, that's such. <sighs> Are you fucking dense? You can't relate to a female character? So you fucking, like, watch the movie Aliens and go, unrealistic. Can't relate. Ripley should have been a man. What? Not let alone that they're in space in the how future you, fighting Xenomorphs. How do you but, go yeah. through life like that? <laughs> I don't understand anything about that. There are tons of characters I can't relate to, yet that doesn't remove me from the joy I get from playing a game. No, so. absolutely not. I, I just don't understand where people are coming from with this so. action. Now, I, I'm going to do some flyby okay. now, because we still got to save the world. Uh, there's some things going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, the big talk right now is Prey. Okay. Uh, I played the demo yeah, for Prey. You liked it, right? Very interesting. I did like it. A lot of people are really digging on it. Okay. Uh, I think it, it gets a little too uh, saturated with the crafting and and different materials you pick up in the environment and all mm-hmm. that. 
where I think games like Bioshock kind of rein that shit in to what, like, what... If you're going to do that, make sure everything I pick up is important. That's kind of, like, my rule set with that. Yeah. Like, Horizon did a really good job of, like, everything you pick up is pretty important to what you're trying to do, which is just shoot robo-dinosaurs in the face. Okay, I found a better way for you to shoot a robo-dinosaur in the face. And, like, in Prey, it's just like, well, you made... Well, you, you picked up banana peels. <laughs> you literally do that in the game. I picked up a bunch of banana peels. Why? It's not like I can trip up one of the fucking fog monsters in the game. I don't understand. But it, the story was really, really, really cool in that cool. one. Like, I was, I was taken aback by how, like, okay, this is an interesting story already. That came out on Friday, right? It did. It was a Friday release. Cool. Uh, and we were getting, like, a... We're getting drip-fed some reviews because Bethesda's on that new kick of we're going to give this to streamers, but fuck the rest of you, basically, until release day. Fucking review embargoes and shit. Yeah, so I'm going to look through. Oh, looks like, remember, uh, the 2DS XL was announced. Okay. Uh, Weird. I. So what what are the difference on on the specs there? So now it's essentially a a 3DS XL without the 2D functionality. Okay. Because I think it closes this time. It does. Yeah. I saw that. So... I gotta wonder what's going on with that. That's weird. Is is Nintendo just like admitting like, yeah, the 3D didn't work out? No, it really didn't. Like it, it was good for marketing purposes, yeah. but it it really didn't sell more on that merit. It was just that we were selling a Nintendo handheld and that fucking. That's true. That's what kind of. I mean, it was a cool little novel. Minds that fire. blew people apart, but it's just like I never used the 3D function in any game. It didn't work a lot of the time yeah there's this weird centering thing that you had to do with it and i just hated it yeah I, I i i didn't use it very but i also i don't even like 3d movies like me neither remember how that was a big thing for a little while and then yeah. like everyone was like no this isn't hollywood was trying to tell us this is the future mm-hmm. where audiences were like it's probably gonna be a fad again mm-hmm. and then it was a fad again that's where we're at with vr yeah i was just gonna I, say that i want to say that i want to say that right now guys that's a fad it's a fad well, I, were, I wouldn't try to be as dismissive about no, it. There's, there's, there's potential there's, in the technology, correct. for sure. There's cool experiences in it, but in its current form, it's not going to take off. It's not going to take take off when you're when you're spending fucking six hundred dollars to get your fucking rig, your Oculus rig. Okay, mm-hmm. that's, that's not going to work. Just going to let you know right there. Uh, let's see something about. So, Games Radar says, like Star Wars Battlefront 2's Deluxe Edition, but don't want to pay for it? You can unlock stuff just by playing. I don't really need to click that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, yep, like we were talking about, Call of Duty World War II includes female characters in single and multiplayer, and there's a strong history to live up to. Scandalous. Thank you, Games Radar. Yeah, people were pissed off about that. Like, oh, okay, right on. You're pissed, <laughs> Ooh, you're pissed off about that? Anyway. Ooh. Something about Papa and Yo. Don't care. Sorry, developers of Papa and Yo. We dragged you. <laughs> we, we dragged you on the save room. Uh, let's see. Something about... Where's the actual new shit, my guys? I mean, you're going through a late night feed right now. I am going through a late so. night feed, so there's not really much going on here. How are we going to save the world if nothing's happening? If nothing's happening this week. Uh, ooh, Bethesda has... This is from Games Radar, by the way. Bethesda has two secret games coming at E3. Well, not really secret. We know exactly what they are. They're, they think it's The Evil Within 2 and the new Wolfenstein. Interesting. I wanted you to play Wolfenstein. I thought you would have dug on it. You still have it. No. Are you traded it in? Yeah. Uh, okay. A while back. I kept it because I wanted the Doom beta. Oh, yeah. And I did get that. And the Doom beta was cool. It was cool. Because well, the multiplayer is uh, a lot of fun. 
Hey, that's, I picked up Wolfenstein the the Old Blood, mm-hmm. which is like the DLC standalone DLC. Still fun, still good, cheaper okay. on my hard drive forever. Nice. Uh, Evil Within. I had some problems with Evil Within. You didn't really like it? No, it was very, it was archaic in the wrong spots, and. Yeah, the best way I can describe it, it was a very uneven experience for mm-hmm. me. It didn't necessarily scare me as much as it just frustrated me. And that's the problem with like horror game design. They To depower the character and put them through frustrating situations seems to be the way that they feel is the best to scare mm-hmm. somebody. And I'm like, there's ways to scare a player. Yeah, more effectively. I think Resident Evil 7 really lined that one up pretty well. Yeah. Where it's like there's this perfect balance between agency with the character mm-hmm. Uh, where I can actually fight back versus uh, moments of vulnerability. I felt vulnerable the whole game and I was still able to fight back. Mm-hmm. So why are you telling me that Outlast 2 can't? I can't do anything like that. No, I get, I get that. That's Outlast 2's fucking gimmick. But I don't know. It's why I never dug on Alien Isolation where I'm just like, ugh. I can't really... I can use defensive items, but mm. I can't be like, let me gun something down. <laughs> you know, the game would be over in like an hour if you. I did. know because they wanted to do the one alien thing, and that's that's great. It's a great little horror house mm-hmm. uh, simulator, not horror house simulator, uh, horror house simulator. But that's not my bag, man. Because I grew up with Resident Evil. I grew up fucking watching um, Dawn of the Dead and Evil Dead, mm-hmm. where it's like the main characters fucking fight yeah. back. They had full agency. They were yeah. badass when they did it. Yeah, yeah. Like even even the, like a lot of found footage movies. I don't really dig on because it's like you're running around in the woods and. Your cell phone it's not working. Yeah. That's, eh. Okay, cool. Neato. And you're going to die. We know you're going to die at the end. Yeah. So. Like, there's there's this kind of ebb and flow between, like, making it feel like, oh, wow, I can handle this situation, to uh, taking that away from me for a little while. Mm-hmm. Not starting me in a game with no ability to fight back. I can only run. I can only hide. Okay. I don't want to play hide and seek in a video game, I do. I was never a fan as a kid. I really want to like the idea of games like that, too, but... I just sit down and I don't know they frustrate me and I'm bored. Yeah, no, no, not really into. It. But uh, yeah, I think that about wraps it up, my guy. No, tell me something else, man. Uh, you've been playing a lot of interesting games lately. Yeah, I, I wanted to get to that. I okay. think news one uh, we're, yeah, yeah. we're done and dead. We I was like, the episode can't be done. <laughs> You're like, no, we nah, need another I thirty. Hear some things from you. So I picked up Near yes. Automata, and I got to say, it is one of the most unique experiences I've played this year. Cool. For a year that's been fucking laden, killer, so golden fun. games of glory. Yeah, um, we're not even halfway through it yet. And it's so many, and then amazing. so even like the games that are kind of like on on the edges or on, on the periphery, like games like Neo and Nier is definitely a periphery. Well, yeah, game. Nier is periphery. Not, not a lot of people pick that up. They are killing it too, yeah. man. They're like, no, they're just as good as the AAA games that are mm-hmm. coming out. Um, Nier is very special in that it does something very interesting about the uh, different endings and playthroughs you do Mm -hmm. in the game so if you play through the game once you're not going to get even a fraction of what near is capable or or withholding from you i've i'm I'm on playthrough two right now but i've heard that you haven't really gotten the full experience until you go through the third playthrough because it lets you go through different characters yeah and actually gives you different perspectives of the story and then apparently in in the third playthrough it drops this brand new mechanic that changes up the whole fucking game Hmm. and i've been running into different like little little story things and shit. It's really interesting, really fucking mind-bender of a game because mm. it just it plays with perspective. It plays with the the idea of of uh, robots gaining consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you feel weird about what you're doing. Really? You know? Whereas in a game like Bayonetta or Devil May Cry empowers you to to fucking slash up your enemies and crush them. This game makes you feel guilty. Hmm. Where 
so like you, the idea is that you go to the, the Earth uh, in the year like five thousand something and something, and robots have taken over. Robots that are created by aliens that drove humanity to the moon. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here, buddy. Interesting. There's yeah, I had no idea what the story okay. was about. There's a lot to unpack here, uh, but that's that's the byline. Okay. These robots are thought to be just uh, autonomous. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that mindless, right. mindless, just bent on killing mm-hmm. whatever they see. But you slowly see weird habits and such. So you have command. And you have your characters constantly saying, robots don't feel, robots don't think, robots don't have a consciousness. Mm-hmm. And they say that the entire time almost to reassure themselves. But they're seeing weird habits like the robots are forming communities. Mm-hmm. The robots start dressing themselves like people. Mm-hmm. The robots start creating uh, different societal roles. They start referring to other robots as little sisters or big sisters mm-hmm. or, or brothers or sons or fathers. It's they, they are creating a civilization out of the ruins of mankind. How very human. And there's even one big fight that you have with a horde of them that are just like, they're like, you, you're scary, scary woman slashing us. It hurts. Why? 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 Ow, ow, ow. It was fucking fucked up. Wow. <laughs> it was a fucked up scene. <laughs> You, you run into this one, yeah, a robot orgy. And it's the weirdest thing, man, because, like, they're... Hold on, like, a robot sex bacchanalia? Oh, well, the wow. thing is, they're they're um, uh, imitating humanity. They're imitating the, the you know, their, I guess, what they start to consider their ancestors or okay. something. Because they're just looking around, like, this. they're in their world, yeah. so they start emulating humans. So, you know, they start doing the weird family... Uh, family structure, mm-hmm. and you run into this weird orgy where, like, they're little cute, cutesy robots, but they're just doing this, like, banging motions at each other. And they're just, like, saying weird things like, love, love, wanna love you, love me, love me. <laughs> like, you just like, what the f- Wow. Fuck? It's so weird. It's Super so- jarring and, like, satirical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so... It's an out-there fucking game. Huh. It's a lot of fun, too. The action's really good. Platinum games at their fucking best. Nice. Like, just Platinum, stop making your bullshit Transformers and Legend of Korra games. Mm-hmm. Just focus on your own shit, man. Focus on... Because I know their games are fun, but they just gotta do something original and cool with it. It spilled on me. It definitely helps that Square Enix is behind them as a publisher. It did. So. It did, and I think that's a really interesting, really cool game to have in their repertoire. Yeah. Um, Square Enix is doing some good things, for sure. I always say they're better these days as a publisher than a developer. I would agree with so. that statement. I would agree with that because they're mightily uneven as a developer right now. Yeah. Um, what else have I been playing? A lot of Overwatch with you. A lot of Overwatch. We've had this curse going on for a while. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. Because we do this thing where we, we're on um, you know, our own team chat, but we don't join the general group chat. I refuse. So, yeah, because you hate like listening to people and talking to them and whatever. They and have nothing interesting to say. Okay, in your matches. In, in my matches, matches you play? Oh, my God. So, like, I solo queue pretty frequently, and this is how I get my rank up. Like, a solo queue, I'll either have, like, the chat on that I can hear it over my TV, or I'll have my mic in, and I'll be, you know, calling out plays, doing whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, I get these teams, we're super fluid together, like, we'll play one match, we're like, oh, this is great, we'll stand, it's like a six stack, we'll play through a bunch, and we'll win a lot, and it's just, it's great, and we're super communicative. But you come across this, like, fucking, the bottom of the barrel, toxic wasteland of players, where... I had a player <laughs> yesterday on my team who was fighting a soldier, and said, that's right, soldier, take your raping like a man. This is why I don't jump on the chat. Yeah. Because I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't want to hear their bullshit. I, I don't doubt I don't want to hear them bitching at me, too. For not they do. being right. Because, like, individually, wrong. I'm pretty good at that game. Yeah. 
But the moment that I do one wrong thing or get killed in like an awkward way, I'm fucking hearing. You're on it. blast. I'm on blast. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck you guys. I don't want to fucking hear you. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take the loss than deal with like getting all fucking heated from a stranger saying bullshit. Because like you know, some people are like, ah, I just laugh it off. Like I don't. I I have take much, it to your core. I have so much empathy in my body where I just fuck. like I feel every fucking emotion. <laughs> Jeez, so dude. when they when they drop shit on me like that, like yeah, it fucks me up a little bit. I'm like I don't like that. That sucks. Yeah, like you know, like, oh, I got a tougher skin. Like no, I I want to be cooperative with mm-hmm. people and be like you know I try to be as chill as possible with people. So when I fucking run into somebody who's caustic like that, mm-hmm. I want to just fucking cut them out. Yeah. Best way to do that? Not listen to them. That's true. And we do our thing where we're divided. We're two, and then we might have other uh, four other players who are playing together, and they can hear each other, whatever. But, like, I don't know if it's the divide or it's just the, the, the player pool or the matchmaking. Because, like, I feel like we do well together. We call out plays. We, you know, we use the group chat thing. We make it work. But then our teammates just drop the ball somewhere along the way. It's almost as if, like, they, they realize, okay, we have two really competent players yeah. here. We're going to give you... Not so competent players yeah. to play with, and you're gonna have to you're gonna bring them on up with your because it's not even like we're playing like gold tier shit anymore. No, we're in like the platinum ranks. No, we're like, yeah, with some like good players, like not the best, they're not grandmaster status, but still they should be doing the right plays. Together they suck. Yeah, together we fall. But like individually, fucking, we pull out the master strokes. Yep. Well, um, I made a I made a significant change mm-hmm. to my to my composition as a human being. What'd you do as a player? As an Overwatch player. So I, I do things like little tweaks, like remapping. You know, I remap my I remap as well. I do some shit. Shot, so. My biggest change is that uh, I changed my sensitivity a little bit. Okay. I've gone from, like, you know, the, the base, which I think was, what, 25 or so? I think so. I think it's like 30. Okay. And, I, you know, I tweaked it to, like, 35. I'm like, okay, I'm a little loose, but, my, you know. Because so there's something I remember from a long time ago. When I was working at Play and Trade, we hosted a few tournaments, Call of Duty tournaments, mm-hmm. and there's this uh, one dude... I'm going to shout out. His name was uh, Matthew Pothoff. He was very good at the game. Mm-hmm. And I was watching him play, and I was just like, dude, what's your sensitivity at? And uh, if you recall, I think Modern Warfare 2 and 3 were on a spectrum of 1 to 10. Yes. Which would, you know, be from low to high. And he was like, I said at, at 2, and I was surprised because I thought I, lo- I watched a lot of pros that jack up their sensitivity so mm-hmm. that they can respond. Be super responsive. Really quickly yeah. to shit. But it fucks up their aim because they can't keep it like centered because you can't correct without just going way off the swivel. Mm. And he said that that's why I do it so that my recoil is way low and I can course correct my shots where I'm getting like good shots. Mm. And I'm like, fuck. So I started doing that. I was like, yeah, man, you know, when it actually worked, we're creatures of pattern. Mm. And when something starts to quote unquote work, we think, well, there you go. That's mm. the rule. And maybe the exception. And then when we do badly, we're like, God, why am I sucking? What's going on? Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, let me try something new. Okay. And I jacked it up to 75. Nice. <laughs> Fucking 75. That's crazy. And started to get some disgusting kills going on in that game. Because there's a lot you need to react to. Yeah, it's true. Like all around. You hear an ultimate, you have to turn around real fast. You have to... Especially with um, Farah. Yeah. Where you're, you're jumping up and there's going to be something going on behind you. And you're exposed. And I noticed that you have to trail shots a lot, too, where you have to, like, kind of predict where they're going to yep. be, shoot in front of them and stuff. And I was having a trouble doing that on a lower sensitivity. No trouble oh. this way. And since we've played, since I've been doing that, we've been having way better matches. Interesting. I've been fucking killing. I've been using characters that I wouldn't. I started yeah. using Roadhog. You, you've been playing a lot of Roadhog. Fucking murderized with Roadhog. Getting Holy hook shit. shots that I never thought possible, but because I can fucking orient it really quick. <laughs> be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. It's been so good. That's why I've been kind of kind of stuck in that, yeah, rather than getting to 
finishing near. Yeah. I guess you could say. I haven't really changed up anything in terms of like sensitivity. I started playing a different character. Uh, I told myself I wanted to get really good at Genji, so I've been playing a shit ton of Genji. I'm not you much have. of like an offensive character player. I like playing like my tanks and my healers, and that's kind of my thing. Yeah. And like I can play Farah, Sombra, I can play Tracer and Soldier, but like I'll play them once every like you know like once a day maybe like one of those characters. But I was like I want to get really good at Genji because I felt bad with him and every time I would drop his ult I was like I'm gonna be hurt I'm not gonna be able to fucking pull it off I, mean, I still feel bad with him and I feel bad about him yeah I just feel bad in general but then I, I, I figured out how his mechanics work I figured out how his slash worked like uh, the way it resets after somebody dies and you you know hit them mm-hmm. or whatever so I got really good with him really fast and I just kind of kept playing him and playing him and I don't know I like him a lot He's way different. He's way different. And that's true. And his skill kit is super interesting to me. And I noticed so. if you're good with him, you're fucking great with him. Yeah. That's that's a ridiculous so. one about him. I'm like, I'm average with him right now. Like, I'm not shit, but, you mm-hmm. know, I have a lot of work to do with him. What was the other thing that's going on in the game for me? Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a weird change. Morgan pointed it out when we were playing earlier. She was just like, since you... I dug out Modern Warfare. Yeah. Because I was just so dissatisfied with that whole experience when yep. it first came out that I just put it down. You're playing the remaster. And I started playing it again this year, like months and months after the fact, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's like going back to 2007. Yeah. I do like this. It feels <laughs> a little off, but it's good enough. It's okay. a good enough imitation of that game to enjoy. Started doing some new shit. Of course, jacked up my sensitivity because I was like, fuck it. Started, you know, getting some good kills in that game. I was like, you know what? I still got it. I still got the knife kills. You have that unfair knife lunge yeah. that they took away from later games. I watched you on, what was it? It was either Lot or Vacant. And it was you, Vacant. You were like hiding in this room, and I think you were just trying to get out. And I you, wasn't hiding. I was just trying to run outside. You were trying to get out. You ended up killing like four or five people in succession. Three people, <laughs> and it was just knife after knife after <laughs> knife. And I didn't expect it, and I won the game doing that. That's amazing. <laughs> it was great. It was great fun. I remember pulling shit off like that in Call but, of Duty. But she's like, since you started playing Modern Warfare, you've been playing a lot more Soldier. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. And just kind of merge both worlds. Yeah. You know? Uh, dip, dip my peanut butter in my Reese's, if, I, if you will. And I've been getting some good plays with Soldiers. Stupid good plays. Yeah. Doing like weird shit, too, where I'm just like, eh. I don't walk behind you guys real yeah, quick. Yeah, I'm gonna ult behind you. Bah, 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 you know, just doing fun stuff. That's the best way it. to pop a good ult sometimes. Like, take them unawares. And yeah. I notice, just like, to a much more minute degree, but you also have to lead his shots, I notice. You do. I was watching, uh, like, a Hanzo run by, and I was like, you know what? Let me shoot in front of him. Oh, shit. Especially He's with melting. his rocket. Yeah. Especially with his rocket. So that, that's been a lot more fun. I've been enjoying the game a lot more. Yeah. It's all we've been doing. Like, every day we fucking want to play. Yeah. Like, I'll wake up, I'll play a match, you'll get yeah. on the chat, we'll play. We'll probably play a little bit tonight. And, uh, like, your your SR, your fucking season rank, it's so arbitrary, all well, that shit. I, I, hate, I hate feeding into systems like that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, <sighs> it feels kind of good. It feels kind of good. And we've got, like, we're yep. the best that we've been, you know, at this point. Oh, uh, absolute best. I got back into playing super hard. Like, you know, I... I I always say get back into playing about like because I'm always with it. But um, the uprising event happened, which was really That's cool. True. That was really fun. Uh, it was a very neat little story narrative thing that they threw in there that um, takes place during like the first Overwatch mission that Tracer yeah. had. Um, super cool. But I wanted a lot of like the skins and the loot boxes, so like I was playing a lot just for that. And then you know I go back and forth between comps. Now that's one of the things that I'm actually really sad to see go. Yeah, I wish they had kind of kept it. Everyone's been saying that. Like, wish you guys kept this. Yeah. Like, shit. I mean, it was good, and you obviously put some effort into mm-hmm. it. It's it's kind of weird to see that kind of shit go, rather than just keep a catalog of like extra modes that way. Yeah, I don't know why they would choose to do that. I don't know what the like the philosophy behind that is. Where it's like, well, you know, the event drives people. I, I get that. Yeah, the event drives people to your game, and like you, 
Maybe there is something to that theory, because, like, look at a game like Destiny, where mm-hmm. they, they keep all their additions, you know? Like, because it's all expansions yeah. in their mind, rather than events, free events. Mm-hmm. Well, and they do in-game events, too. They do in-game yeah. events, but it's much more different than, like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's, like, a huge piece of story content mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, you know, their modest apparenda is, like, you know, selling you this mm-hmm. content. And there's been some huge drop-off with Destiny, like I saw over the course of it, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's working for them. It has to be. I mean, they've been doing, like, the online sort of gaming thing for a while, and especially with events like with World of Warcraft. Like, they know how to yeah. drive people to the game on, on a routine basis. And if the, I guess if they had it there all the time, like, you know, there would probably be some player drop-off. But if you come in and say, like, you know, every few weeks we're going to have an event that lasts, like, you know, X amount of days or X amount of weeks, it's going to drive people at an exaggerated rate because they want the skins, they want to play, they want to get experience. Yeah, that Especially now that, like, it, it's part of the arcade mode and you get arcade loot boxes, it drives mm-hmm. people even more. Right. So... I don't know. I'd like to pick Jeff Kaplan's brain one day. Like, pick his ass. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) There might be. Yeah. (laughs) So we've been doing a lot of that, and it's been fun. Uh, Even though it's been frustrating, we've been losing a lot together. I still have fun playing with you. We Um, lose a lot together. uh, We learned a new term called dive comp. Dive comp, dive Dive comp, comp, dive comp. (laughs) It's funny, like, hearing these words that I guess people learn from, like, the pros in the esports scene, and it kind of bleeds over into the console sphere. But I heard mm-hmm. somebody say it once, and I brought it to you, like, what's dive comp? And I'm like, I don't know, it's just, I guess... Yeah, like, what is this mysterious you, phrase? You get a Lucio is... behind you, and you get uh-huh. just the fastest characters, and you just go in as fast right. as you can, and you kind of just storm them. So, yeah, you just <laughs> storm their fucking point, and yeah. hopefully you can hold them. Yep. And sometimes you and do. And it works. It will, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a little different than flanking, where you just have one or two characters go off to the side and distract, or... but it's just like... So, so take a map like but Anubis, works, for instance, when you have to attack on Anubis, yeah. where it's like the traditional means to go about it is like, let's go to that first archway, mm-hmm. and then all there's going to be a fucking Reinhardt on their team guarding a goddamn Bastion who's blasting at us. Mm-hmm. Let's go left. Oh, fuck. There's a motherfucking Roadhog yeah. waiting for And that's the traditional shit. And it's like dive comps. is like, oh, we're going to walk past you. <laughs> we're just going to go real fast, <laughs> and we're just going to ignore you. Like, ah, fuck your defense. <laughs> just go on the it's point. It's amazing. It's great. Every time I've been a part of a team that does it, it works. Like, the last match I played right before we started doing this, um, yeah. they're like, dive comp? And uh, I wasn't on chat, so I was like, okay, I picked Lucio. Yeah. <laughs> and we did it, like, towards, like, one of the last uh, second pushes and it worked really well yeah that's why i've been playing a little more lucio especially with the new sensitivity where i can fucking whip around and just do that that sonic blast yep, of his good. oh get so many environmental kills oh buddy i was i was knocking him back he's good especially with like the damage boost that he has yeah. now on his gun and he's super fast like i use him in a really aggressive way and i think you're starting to do it too i just remembered i'm very hungry are you yeah I mean, it's kind of late and he's one it's 1 a.m right did now. you not eat dinner the last thing i ate was jersey mike's oh I was, like, I was probably around like five or six. Yeah. That's when you came and saw me. Oh, I came. You did. You came for a little sip sip and you left with a blast. Just wanted that frappy sip sip. So, anything else you're playing that you want to drop on us? You played Nier, you played Persona. Um, watch, yeah. Uh, I'm going to get back to Persona. Like you said, right. like when we move and we have a little more time to fucking not worry about. Um, uh, moving sucks. It does. Like every part of it, it costs stuff. Yeah. And you got to find things you didn't think you'd find. You have to worry about super adult things like selling cars and. Planning for houses and fucking giving back your plates to the to the the state, state the man state the man government wants a state plate. We're <laughs> <It's laughs> like, gonna find what? you and put you in county jail. We're gonna have to like retake our driving test when we fucking get out there. That's insane. I don't like any of this. I just want to fucking hole up with some Overwatch. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have stayed. Oh no, I don't. I don't, no, like don't want to say anymore. that. Yeah, I don't awesome. like it here anymore. We overstayed our welcome. No, so that's, uh, I do want to do a little housekeeping and talk about the future of the save room. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to try to do a few things, and 
we've discussed this. One of it, it one of them is consistency. Mm-hmm. We've been hearing uh, no feedback because there's no community around That's the true. save room because yeah. none of you know when we're doing something or when we're not doing something. Yeah. So consistency is going to be a, bit, a bigger thing. I'm obviously I'm, I don't have a job that uh, has me fly around the world anymore, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever new job I have, hopefully it doesn't eat up uh, as much time. Um, but no, so we're going to try to get it out on a certain day every week, mm-hmm. generally. The other big thing is that we're going to have some new additions to the show, I believe. Mm-hmm. There's people that want to help us yeah. do this show. We may have them on the air. That'd be cool. That would be a cool thing. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy their personalities as much as uh, we enjoy ourselves. That's true. We're going to do a little more in terms of video content, streaming, Correct. videos, whatever you want to see. Vids, brah. I mean, we've only done the one, but... Uh, and hopefully we get successful enough where we can ruin it all by being racist. Fuck. Uh, which is the goal of every That's YouTuber. That's Or, you know, being problematic on Twitter. <laughs> being problematic on Twitter is going to be very good for us, I think. We're already pretty problematic on Twitter. It's just that only 50 people know about our problems. That's true. Uh, we're going to build that on up. By the way, at Save Room Show. As always. Twitter. So a lot of exciting changes. Uh, I think we halted a lot of our progress and growth because we knew we were going to be moving. We don't want to do it in the middle of that. Uh, yeah. So, so hopefully we'll have a cool little place set up in our new townhouse to do this consistently and mm-hmm. make it feel like a workspace as opposed to a table that we hate. I do hate this table. Yeah. A lot. But we're going to change it. Sure. We're going to change it all. We're going to throw this table out. We're going to laugh about it. We're going to do a whole office space thing where we smash it with a bat. <laughs> Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Mm. I'll tell you what. But that is what is going down with the Save Room Boys. Sick. Making that boys noise. Boys noise, boys noise, boys noise, boys noise. Best boys. Yeah. <laughs> you want to sign it off? Uh, sure. Wrap so thanks for listening. We appreciate your ears and your hunger for what we put out your talent uh we do uh hopefully we'll be back like i said on a more consistent basis um as always i'm daniel and i'm kevin and thank you for listening remember to save your games